It's Tuesday, and I'm Uncle Timmy Bounce Back, the name dropper, and we've got so much to talk about. I'm with Kat, LJ, and today's guest is Luke Skyler Rockhold. I Googled that. I can't believe you're here, dude. (laughs) Is it real, or have I been catfished? Believe it or not, yeah. My my parents were not Star Wars fans, but um, my mom's best friend was her favorite fucking name, so now I got stuck with it. This is unbelievable, dude. Sky. Two-time champion. UFC and Strike two, Force. Two division, yeah. Two company. Two company champions. And then UFC kind of just, uh, did they buy Strike Force or what happened? Um, yeah, they, uh, there was some like the Silicon Valley group backed out. There's some shady stuff going on. I don't know exactly but how it worked. But the UFC found themselves in a, because we were in a pretty heavy competition, like who was going to be like the, the top dog. We were Strike Force was the only only company to ever like really like put pressure on the UFC, and then um, and then Fedor and, and uh, the big fight with Fedor and and um, Josh Barnett fell apart. Big pay per view, which would have been a revenue source, and uh, Silicon Valley backed out, and the UFC came in and scooped us up, took all the pieces, and then we came in and stomped house. Strike Force pretty much took over the UFC. Stomped house. Art. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, they pride gets more pride. They give pride more respect for some reason because of the history. Like, like Dana's, you know, and, and the guys like they love pride. That like kind of little Japanese thing going on over there. But Strikeforce came and dominated like no, no other company. Not like Pride. Pride. Nobody from Pride really came in and. and well, Strikeforce we is the first serious we did, one. We right? took every division. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's one, one or two champions, one or two champions from Pride, and Strikeforce. We just like steamrolled the fucking bitch. All right, so I have to ask you this. So you're obviously a genetic lottery. You're great looking. You're insanely athletic. Isn't your brother, you have a brother, Matt? Yep. Who is a professional surfer. He was, yeah. I've seen you surf. I've seen you snowboard. And I've seen you skateboard, which is kind of, you're like California, mellow. I mean, dude, you're so fluid when I watch you. And then you become a fucking fighter. I, you have a huge heart and you got a ton of fight. I've always had, I've taken such pleasure in watching you fight. Where does that fight come from? There's no flow in skateboarding. My skateboarding is just straight fucking ruthless. Just kill yourself, fucking go balls to the wall. That's always been me. You know, like in high school, you get a lot of problems and you're going through a lot of gross spurts and they're dealing with the girls and you get pissed off. You know what I mean? It's like, well, how I vented, I went to the skate park by myself and I would find the biggest bull and the biggest thing and the hardest, fastest thing I could do and just go fucking kill myself. And I hit it and I get back up and I do it all by myself. You know, like I didn't need anybody else. This was just ingrained into me from an early, early age. And I just pain, you know, discomfort helps you grow. And that was a fight. That's how I learned how to deal with pain. I was, I was kind of a pussy before I became a skateboarder. Yeah. I mean, look at Tony Hawk, dude. I mean, all the injuries that guy's got. Yeah. You know, but bowl skating is gnarly. There's, bro. there's different types of skaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah bowls and half pipes and like, but they're just like the style of like some people are techie and I was always just a big fucking guy. And I just like to go fast and big and just fly. Dude, I watch it. I was, I was like, this always, fucking guy is unbelievable, man. On the ball, grinding and shit. I'm like, what is happening? Now, would you say you're a better skateboarder, surfer, or you snowboard too, right? Skateboard. Skateboarding, Skate- was, skateboarding was always my best forte. That was pretty good. So that was it. And then yeah, you had. I got into the, in the in a realm of like, you know. Maybe getting a, a sponsor too, and then I was like, "Fuck, nah, I'm gonna go fight." 
I think I think it it led to a lot of like my whole southpaw stance. My southpaw stance comes from my goofy stance. Oh, you're goofy foot. Because I'm goofy foot, but I'm right-handed. I did not. Wow. So like surfing and skateboarding and everything I did, like I was just so much more comfortable in that stance. And and then that led to the kicks and that comfortability is like was everything. That's a defensive, offensive, like kind of that movement is everything. And so, and then there's a lot of converted southpaws. The right-hand leads are more powerful. It's actually, I think it's more conducive to fighting really because you can, you're, you're stronger on the right hand and your body, well, your backhand is your, it's, it's adjusted to your body. If you can really like, it's connectivity, you know, your front hand is your, is your athletic hand. Boom. It works. It's dynamic. Your backhand is like, boom, it's, it's, it's connect. It should be connected. That's where your power comes from is that the connectivity. Man, that is interesting. Huh? Right-handed so, and then yeah. Southpaw stance. Yeah. Uh, I had a, I had a, I had a heavy bag in my garage and a speed bag and like I remember like going to weight training in high school and I would never lift weights I would just hit the speed bag all day <laughs> and then I'd come home and I kick my heavy bag and I just I just taught myself I always loved fighting. Yeah, your kicks are supposed to be like just lethal, right? Isn't that what really set you yeah, apart never, from everybody else? I've never met never really met a man that kicks harder than me. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Well, you know what, Rico. <laughs> Rico hey, the only man I've, 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 I've like caught up with, like clashed with, and I was like, "Whoa!" It was Rico Verhoeven. Oh yeah, and Rico's Rico. So, um, what about I remember me and Rico sparred one time, and Rico's like ten-time world kickboxing heavyweight world champion. He's the best kickboxer in the world. Heaviest legs you ever seen. Oh, I've just dominated everybody. I knew I could just kick through anybody. You know, I've been sparring Kane and DC and all these guys, but Rico comes up and he's like, "Well, maybe do MMA." He comes to AK and. And I was like, fuck it, let's go. Rico Hovitz. Can't wait. And I started connecting with him. Like, we're cracking legs. And I've never felt, like, so shattered. Like, so weakened. I was like, he's got the biggest tree trunk. It must be 260, 70 pounds. Oh, my God. I can't imagine the power. But it's all legs. And it's like, I remember we both kicked. And it was, like, shin to shin. But it, we had shin guards on. But I was like, well, I, got, I, I he almost sat me down on my ass. Just from a shin to shin connection. I was like, whoo. It's on now. Dude, when you're training, has it been hard for you to keep the weight off? Or is that because you're such you're so active, I yeah. would think that, you know, you could probably eat whatever you want and you're burning it off. Or is it a whole different animal when you're making weight? Um Yeah, I mean as actually as I'm as I've gotten older, I've gotten more aware of like my body and not like not eating so much when I don't need to, you know, just more conscious of things and uh and in tune with my body so it's like things are things are a little easier okay i would say like weight wise i I've, I've gotten better control now i'd say than in the past and and you know a more understanding of of, of what i should eat what's your com- what's your comfortable with, weight like right with, where do you feel most comfortable um i mean just depends on how where my life is you know my life i'm always yeah. going through like not making training, weight training where i'm at, where I'm at. <laughs> Um, I didn't have a problem this time. I was working with perfecting athletes and they, they really had me dialed in. And when you understand what's, you know, what, you know, you understand what's a positive and what's a negative, you know, there's, there's so many times like in your life, like as you're growing through this process is like a lot of people still don't understand it, but as an athlete, understanding what is a positive and what's a negative when you digest something, when you're eating something and you just, so many people like keep digesting negatives. And they know, like, what's wrong with my body? What's wrong with this? 
they have too much coffee or too much gluten or too much this. Like your body will tell you exactly what it should and should not eat. You know, everyone's body chemistry is different because it works everywhere like with everybody differently. But so if I eat a, I've done all the blood tests, all the all the things. Yeah. So if I eat a Craig's eight days a week, it's not good. Yeah, and then and then and and how you put and the certain foods go to what what foods paired it with other foods at what time of the day, you know what you want to do. So it's just there's a lot of like schooling and understanding. So but people just don't care to take you know. Well, it's part of the process. Yeah, it's part of the process of training. It's it's part of you know getting your energy and staying lean and performing the. The yeah, like, you like even like wine, like, like a lot of people would drink wine in training camp. I would have like a little bit, but there's so much sugar and it just like oh, yeah. the imbalance of where it goes, where it takes you. Like when I'm at that alkaline state, as I, I was like drinking wine and then like you could feel like, or even like when you're so alkaline, when you're so in shape, it's like you feel everything so much more. Your body's so much more sensitive. To so the alcohol hits it, you hit you hard and the sugar hits you hard. Coffee, yeah, alcohol. Sugar. Yeah, it's just so, so dialed in. Well, I mean, it's that 805 didn't stand a chance. I was in, I was that 805 tapped out real fast. Toronto. I was in Toronto this week for for some work, and so I had a few. And so it's nice to it's a readjustment. It's a it's a <laughs> acclimating, 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 acclimating. Okay, I like it. Here. But so, dude, you look like you're healthy now, and I know coming yeah. out of the last fight, what was the damage? Um, it was mostly my ankle, my foot. I uh, had quite a few injuries there so i mean a couple of torn ligaments and some bone just from the kick or fractures and stuff yeah was it, it was from you offensively kicking correct yeah when it's like you kick the guys like you're protecting so you're boom you're kicking elbows and you're kicking like shins and knees and that's bone to bone contact and there's a lot of little bones in your, in your foot oh and when you're kicking as hard as i am it's uh it's gonna hurt Buy one, get one free here at State. Here's an 805 for you. This, we'll just put it in front of you. Um, the last fight was great, dude. You had uh, a couple killer kicks, and you had a fucking nice punch, dude, that I thought rocked him. And the entertainment value of the blood, I mean, that's a little bit of like, come on, you're giving some people what they want. That was very Hollywood. It was great. It was balls. And then you had that great speech. Like, it was so heartfelt at the end. I was touched, man. I mean, is is that your? Are you retired? Do you miss it, or is there another chapter in your life, or is it just you don't know? Now that you're healed, uh, right? I don't know. It's it's hard to let go of fighting, and and I know, I do love it. Um, the kicking aspect of things it really sucks. It hurts. My so leg, my legs don't want to take that damage anymore. Is there a boxing career in your lifetime? Um, I I don't know if there's a boxing career, but I mean, there might be some fights. There might be a couple of things I might I might like to dabble in. We'll see. I might come back to fighting. You never know. But well, there's all these exhibitions now. Jesus, you could fight some fucking. Yeah, there's a lot of punks that that think they can box, and so it's like people don't think I can box. People didn't think I could. I had chins. People didn't think I did anything until I had to go show up, show up and show out, which I can do again. I like it. I'm only getting better as a person. I'm sweating right now. Let me take this jacket off. (laughs) This is crazy. This is crazy. I I can. I can. There's a lot of guys I can. I'd like to disprove. It's it's fun to disprove. Such as. Yeah. I mean, like, just let's name drop here. General, general. <laughs> Who have you disproved that's famous? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, you still do have they a chip. They can all get it. <laughs> yeah, you got a chip, dude. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, dude. You you still have the ambition. You still have the drive. You still have that chip, you know? And that's, yeah. that's tough, man. It's tough that, to yeah, be like, that motivated. Turn that off? 
Or do you really? <laughs> when you know it's off, you know what I mean? Like there's there's certain things that I don't want to do. Like I don't want to kick and like, cause my my body needs a fucking long break from that. And then and even if I went back to fighting and I, I might not be so freewheeling with the kicks. I might like re- approach it a little differently now that I know, you know, I got some hands coming and things are coming into form. Wrestling and different things, you know, so. Um, boxing sounds interesting. I mean, like, I mean, there's a couple of, like Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva was a fight that he he called me out back in Strike Force. The UFC wouldn't put it together. I called him out when I was champion. I was like, let's fucking go, motherfucker. And I called him out after, and he still wouldn't get it. So that's a fight. I, I mean, like, that's a boxing match. It's not a fight, but yeah, it'd be fun to to go in there and you know to, we'll see how he does with with Paul, Paul boy. If you would you do like ten rounds or like like what is it ten three minute rounds or would you do? Who knows the I rules? Know. Who <laughs> fucking knows? I don't know. We got a long ways to go before we I know. dabble into that. But let's get into we'll uh, see. the modeling, dude. It's um, it's so crazy, dude. How did how did that happen? Because I would have said as a fighter that you would have been an actor. Like I honestly think that you could be like a taken superhero actor, like shooting guns and punching people out. Which I mean, Conor McGregor is shooting Roadhouse, the remake. Yeah, down. Really? Really? I yeah, know. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I'm assuming he's a bad guy, but I'm like, you know, that would be, I would assume, an easier transition to like being an action hero. But dude, you're a model. Fashion Week. Oh, here's my big question for you: What's scarier, Fashion Week or fighting in the UFC? Luckily, I haven't really had to do Fashion Week. Oh, okay. All right. Because I'm not a runway model like these bitches out there. Oh, see, I thought you were. I just do the fragrance contracts, just the big ones, though. All right. So then, then you were an actor. You were like in the commercials and shit like that? Yeah, it was, it was a commercial. Yeah, it was a commercial. Branding stuff. Yeah. Do you what? get the acting bug, like living in LA? And- I don't get the acting bug, no. Um, it's not it's not my thing to play like a fictitious character and live a lie. You love yourself. Live That's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to live <laughs> the truth. So, yeah. but um, at the same time, if, if a story was like portrayed and like, I'm like kind of an old world kind of thing, like something like out of context or, or telling like a story that, that had purpose, that would might interest me. But a lot of things that don't interest me, I don't want to like go out there. What if you were like playing a fighter in a role? I did that. No, I played a coach one time. One, me and Chuck Liddell, and the kid was like called the Cage Fighter. <laughs> I love it. I did. I did one movie, um, but it was it was like I was like I didn't I didn't do any like lessons or anything before that. No. I saw a video of the Iceman shooting guns on top of like some kind of an RV. He's uh, yeah, me and him, <laughs> that's um, that's <laughs> Leviathan Group. Yeah, I, I, we do some trips together. Do you know how to shoot guns? You like train for that a shit? Lot better than Chuck, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey. But he looked cool. I thought I had name drop. I thought it was I, love, uh, hey, I thought it was Mad Max. I'm like, look at this guy. This is unbelievable. Me and Chuck, me and Chuck do a lot of things together, yeah. These days. It's pretty fun. Is this Chuck's favorite beer? Absolutely. Yeah, I know it. I mean, we've got this fucking fly over yeah. here. Fly yeah, on the wall. David nice. Spade. Jesus, his they podcast. Love, they love the Miller lights, you know. Hey, what can I say? I saw him one morning at um Jet Sweet X and I had taken uh, 12 cans of beer out of my room because I was violently hungover. And then I see... 12? You took the beers on Jet's Pedex. Yeah, I had them in my bag. And I, 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 <laughs> you can do that. I, I, man, well, I buy them. I buy them from CVS and keep them in my uh, <laughs> sink. Oh my I buy God. a 30-pack. 
It's a, is this a Jet yeah. Suite X ad? Yeah, yeah Jet Suite X. Bring your own 12 back on Jet Suite I've X. done it a million times, but I see the Iceman who looks equally as violently hungover as me. And I go, Iceman, you want one of these? And he goes, my man. <laughs> I go, papoosh. And all, all I see as we're taking off is he puts the can above his head because I'm sitting behind him. And I've made this, the flight very smooth, very smooth. <laughs> Lucky nights, man. So wait, where really we're thinking about? I think I met you through Menory. I don't know how you met Menory. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> where do we meet Menory? Uh, well, we're all we, we were in Craig's. We had a good run for Rice. a long while. Yeah, I live at the Bean. But the the one night I'm telling you, it stands out to me. I'm pretty sure you were there. The Dodgers were on, but it was like a meaningless game. Kevin Conley's there. Menory's there. Menory's manager at the time, Brian, and then Ryan O'Neill. And it was you and I were kind of in our own world because I think we had shown up kind of already ahead of the rest of the gang. Dirty martinis. Dirty martinis. Yes. And I think we had some shots, and I don't remember. But all I remember is that guy Ryan O'Neill, dude, sucking back that fucking pink sauce and then wiping his lips on on the tablecloth, and I was like. I gotta get the fuck out of here. This is too bonkers. That's the night I think I remember uh, the most. And then, of course, Wait, who's Ryan O'Neill? <laughs> isn't that the guy he's that the, shot Bin Laden? Yeah. The the uh. I'm like, God. what's that movie called? Zero Dark Thirty, right? Yes. And then it's a real life movie. That it's a yeah. Exactly. He's a Navy yeah, no, Seal. A real, okay. yeah, a real life movie. Okay. Real life he's movie. a real life movie. How we killed Osama bin okay yeah yeah he was the the bullet and yeah and two of my other favorite stories uh we were menories at the london for a month oh my god so yeah. we go up to the roof one is he always brings in some remember the bat he brings in batshit girls all the time i don't they're instagram wow. model the worst but people ever and then there's other <laughs> there's other I mean, dudes hanging problems. in there and i tried to calm everybody down in the room it's again a gambling forte it's like it's a gambling with entertainment it's, yeah it's always it's memory stuff yeah poor man poor man's casino but then i say to everybody everybody sit down and shut the fuck up i'm luke rockhold's bodyguard and he looks at me like what <laughs> who the fuck are you dude i'll throw you down the elevator chute and then the other thing we did which was great is everybody ascends up to the pool and we're all having a good time this guy is fit as a fiddle and I got to be honest, it's a bit puffy because it was like COVID-ish. <laughs> and he blows his shirt off and then I blow mine off. And I'm like, dude, these chicks are loving us. huh? <laughs> we are one in one A thoroughbreds. And he's like, yeah, yeah, man, I guess. Meanwhile, <laughs> there's six girls feeding him grapes. And I'm over here talking to like some senior citizen. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, grapes are good. Luke, yeah. Are you a gambler? No. You ever bet on yourself? Legally, no, you can. You can could bet on yourself you legally, yeah. You can bet on yourself, yeah. But no. But Art Hopkins put a ton on him when he beat somebody. Who'd he beat? Felix Trinidad? I, I would never want yeah. I'd never want that, like, to, to, to do that level. But, That's like a but yeah, I've gambled a lot. Okay. I've, I've bet on I you. A lot. I've bet on you and I've won a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of my money, too. All right. Not on me, not on myself, but I've. I, I've I do. I did. Yeah. Give me some of your uh, favorite fights or favorite fighters or give me some of like, 
you know, Kobe Bryant always used to hate to play versus Raja Bell. He was like the Kobe stopper. Who did you ever fight that you're just like, I've, or even sparred with? I'm like, this fucking guy. He's like this fly here hit me in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's one fly. It's yeah. one fly. I think his name is Ralph. It's not like a fly. It's not much of a fly, but it was Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez was always the worst guy in the world to spar with. Why? Because <laughs> there's he's just he's an unstoppable force. I don't. I, I've sparred. I mean, I've sparred Francis Nagano too. I mean, I've, I've I've sparred the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Daniel Cormier countless times. Cain was just like he's just like he has everything. You got kicks, punches, and ferocity, and wrestling, jiu-jitsu. It's like, it was like something you couldn't contain. It was just, and it was just like, pull the fucking plug. Because I'd, I'd go in there, and I'd be like, I'd give him one fucking round as best I could. But I'd, I'd rely on Javier Mendez, our coach, to like pull, pull me out. <laughs> hey, Javi. You never know. Because like, I could crack him. I could hit him. But like, and I'd have, but I'd work fast. And I'd like, but even like, then he tried to wrestle me. He's so much bigger than me. But after really I exert a lot of energy to get around it. And uh and Kane was just like, he was just too much. You know, he couldn't, you know, if you hurt him, he'd come back and hurt you harder. Or build he could break you down in so many ways. Where it's like like Sparring Francis was like, holy shit, like these are you could feel like the wind and everything. Like I crack and I I could work around it. I knew he couldn't wrestle with me and I knew he couldn't like, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna get up. It's like there's there's you know that crazy athleticism and power but there's not all that technique and all those angles and me, dc never had like the huge power to stop me and it was like but kane had everything kane kane was like kane was just a different world and this is sparring this is sparring so are I you remember, having your pads on when you're sparring like and like what well, pace headgear headgear and like 16 ounce gloves but 16 ounce gloves from a 260 pound heavyweight yeah but if you're going 10 mean shit if you're going 10 out of 10 in a real fight and how hard are you? Go, how are you? How hard are you going in a sparring? Honestly, I mean, once you hit Kane in the face, it's, it's ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> once you fucking square him, once you square him, it's on. I mean, I... Me, yeah, I mean, Cormier was like that, but he didn't have the power that Kane had, and he like, you know, it's like, and then he would like, kind of like, he he'd maintain position where Kane would be like, he'd get on top, and he'd be like, fuck. Shit. <laughs> but it makes yeah, sense. I mean, you get like, punched in the face. How do you? How do you? How do you not go ten out of ten? Right. Yeah, right? I remember. I remember one time at the old gym with Kane. Like I remember, I cracked him with a shot, and he was just like, boom! He immediately just like it's like red. It's like he's the nicest guy. He was the nicest guy in the world, and all of a sudden you'd hit him, and you'd just be like, just like the Terminator turn on, and be like, oh shit, here we go, here we go. You know, coach, like coach. I'm gonna play with him. I'm gonna play with him. <laughs> But they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking on me. I'm, man. I'm like, I'm going to look for my shot. I'm, like, I'm going to try to crack. Yeah, he is in jail. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's really. He, he, he shot. He, did, he, he did, shot. He defended he somebody, right. didn't he? He did. He did the right thing, but he did it in the wrong way kind of thing. I don't know. It was stupid. The, 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 yeah, the government failed him. The government failed him. But um, anyway. How long is he in there I'll for? finish the story. Okay, sorry. So we're like, Kane, Kane's, uh, he crack, crack him. And he's like, boom, and he's just like trying to hunt me down. He's just immediately trying to corner me. We're out in the open. <laughs> and I remember he gets me back to the, like, there's a lot of people. And, you know, like, there's one thing when you're sparring people, like, when in an open setting, it's like, like, if you're back into somebody, if you're working on you're back into somebody, like, you don't fucking hit somebody. Like, you know, like, you just, like, you mind the, mind the space and, like, recorrect, and then you have you yeah. on a fair playing field. But even, like, okay, or with a, a fucking mirror, with, like, the, 
the glass mirror in the back. Like, but we don't fucking touch that. So I'm like, it pins me back to the glass mirror. I'm like on the glass mirror. I'm like, oh, touching it. And it comes over and just comes with the meanest right hook and just, or left hook, I forget what was it. And just, just blows my nose out. Oh. That was like one of the first experiences I had, a young, young buck, maybe like 25 years old or something like that. And then he's like, it just, gosh, just blow, broke my nose and bleeding everywhere. It was the first time I think that happened. It was, uh, and then I was like, literally like, touching the mirror. There's blood <laughs> I'm like, everywhere. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, oh shit. Kane's just, Terminator's still there. And, and then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course you are. Yeah, but you've been competing since you were a child, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. mix martial arts all the time, wrestling and everything. Yeah, wrestling, judo. I did judo when I was six years old. Yeah. And uh, not six to nine, ten, and then wrestling junior high and high school. You were it your never, brother? It never stopped. What uh, prepared you the most? I think wrestling. Wrestling instilled like a a discipline and, and uh, that and that reserve that you just know you have. You know, I, I got – I went to like a camp called Camp of Champs in high school. And they broke me. They they broke me. Like, like you gotta like you gotta be broken. And as a child, like kids are too soft these days. That's why everyone's losing their mind. There's no like, there's no rite of passage to adulthood. And there's all these like ne- like punishment is just nothing anymore. These kids like can't get spanked. They can't get anything. There's no discipline. Yeah, kids are weak. Sometimes you just gotta get your ass kicked. Right? Sometimes you need yeah. a little fucking ass whooping yeah. to grow grow into a man. Well, because then you learn what's right from wrong. Exactly. <laughs> And like, yeah. I can't do that again. I've got a very punchable face. Very punchable. Yeah. My whole life, it's been, been punched. Kids, kids are, you know, adults are kids because there's like no one's ever grown into like adulthood. No one's right. taught them anything. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, no, there's no rite of passage. Mm. There's no like discipline. Or there's no getting your ass kicked. No, your ass kicked. I'm going to get in so trouble for that, saying this. But you, so that. On that note, do you, like, there's, I know that there's probably parents that are bad. But if a parent like spanks you, they don't wake up wanting to spank you. But you've misbehaved. You've let them down. You've disappointed them. You deserve a spank. And you deserve a spank. And I'm telling you, I bet the parent feels as bad as the kid feels being spanked because mm-hmm. they disappointed the parent. Yeah. You want to hear a spanking story? Yes. Yep. So what's my, what's my, her name? Clean or dirty? So my <laughs> yeah. dad. So my dad. <laughs> my dad was six foot eight, size eighteen shoes. And his hands were bigger than his fucking shoes. His hands were like a sack of bananas. <laughs> and he wasn't like a violent man, but like he would fucking lay down the, lay, he was no belts and like shit, but he didn't need to. He was so fucking big, 280 pounds. And, uh, and he'd, he'd spank the shit out of us. And I would like, my, my brothers are always like laugh because I would always like antagonize and do shit where like I'd take my fucking whooping. But my brother, one time, I forget what he did exactly, but. He, he copped a spanking and my dad's hand was so big and he used to, used to get us pretty good. And you have those like little ninja, like pajama <laughs> shits, but like there's nothing there. And fucking hurt. What's Luckily, happening? So my dad's hand, his fucking middle finger wrapped around my brother's taint and clipped his balls. <laughs> <laughs> his fucking banana fingers. And, and his, my brother's balls swelled up like fucking softballs. And we had to, he had to go to the hospital. What did they say at the hospital? But <laughs> he sit on a fire hydrant. Back in 1990, hey, back in 1990, you didn't like, you like this day and age, you'd be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> but what a million know. dollar shot! 
day. <laughs> wrapped around and just clipped that fucker. I was like, ah. That is I, always, I, I always held tight after that one, you know? Oh, yeah. Wait, Dad, wait, wait. Let me, let me fix myself here, Dad. I, I love his hands are like bananas. Well, he played hoops, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He played pro, he played he pro really? ball in Europe, no? He played in Europe for a few years and played two summer leagues with the Warriors. Yeah. Were you guys born? Did you live in Europe? Uh, We were not born, no. Um, wh- wh- Where did he play where in Europe? Play, yeah. What league? I played in Italy. played in France. I, I played in France. It's gotta be pretty cool though, man. You just get to go to another country and compete. Yeah. And you're like celebs over there too. Like fuck yeah. Is- well, he sounds like well, you yeah. must have been a center, right? It's like Shaquille O'Neal. He's a big boy, you know, he's a thick power um, forward yeah, or something. Power forward. So he played he played back in the he played with against, you know, Dr. J and mm-hmm. those guys in the summer leagues and it's fucking crazy. I'm yeah, a six general, fan. You know general that. and all those things. Yeah. Um how many brothers you have? Uh I have two brothers. Okay. Do you ever pl- uh, play any traditional sports, or has it always been like extreme uh, sports play and fighting? play hoops and stuff? Yeah, I played basketball. I was good at basketball. I, uh, back in uh, junior high, in eighth grade, the end of my basketball career. Um, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I was a, Hall of uh, Fame in eighth grade. Luke Rockhold. I was already. I was already. We were already AAU champions. We, we beat Oakland when I was like 12, 13. That was big. Oakland. AAU champs. AAU champs. We took out Oakland. What's up? What's hey, up? I love it, dude. Props. I'm gonna drink another beer. Um, and uh, I mean, there's a lot of basketball playing before that. Okay. You know, going in in uh, high school was like that was like was the prospect for high school, and uh, but my coach was a kind of idiot back in junior high, and and I wasn't paying attention enough, and the Threw the basketball at my head and I wasn't paying attention to the play. I was just like, fuck, fuck, fuck this. I was like, where did he hit you the back of the head or where uh, the nose or something? I hit me in like the fucking like the shoulder or some shit. I forgot. But um later in the later again, he, he fucking did it again and hit me in the back of the head. I fucking turned around, I grabbed the ball and I threw it out of his head. <laughs> And then and I got, then I, then I took started. my jersey off and I threw it at him too. I was like, fuck you now. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the beginning of Luke Rockhold's fighting career. <laughs> yeah. In one day, retired from hoops and said, fuck it, I'm going to kick someone's ass. There it is, Chad. We got it out of him. Yeah. That was the moment. That was it. Oh, that's I remember the high school coach. Huh? The name's on No, no, everyone else is. Everyone else in my family is a pussy. They've never fought a day in their life. Hey, <laughs> Sounds like dad, me. Sounds like got, me. My dad was like the big boy. He got beat up by like some football player in high school. And one, the one fight he ever got into, the big school bully. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, my, my brothers both never really fought. It sucks getting fucking punched in the face. Like I've sparred boxing, even with headgear and 14 ounce clubs. If someone catches you with a hook, your ear rings. <laughs> They catch your nose, you're fucking it's no fun getting punched in the face. Especially when you have short arms and you have small hands and a big head. <laughs> and you're an easy target. It's yeah, not the difference. best. I kinda like it, I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god. <laughs> just just fucking fires me up, and makes me want to kill somebody, you know? Oh man. That's the beauty. It makes it makes it, you know, gives it gives you a real foundation of where you're at. Well, you trained really hard. Like you posted all that stuff in those videos. Like you were moving with guys, training, and I mean, where were you, were you in Malibu? What? Where were you training? The training in Malibu? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you at Nobu? Training Wait, really hard. Were you training in? No- were you we sparring at, at Nobu? Were you sparring sushi? <laughs> we were somewhere. I didn't know. Listen, I know a football field for my condo. 
Where were you training? I should I should rephrase the question. Um, most of my training was down at the down at the Ruka facility down in Orange County. Oh, okay. Yeah, with uh, Jason Perillo and, and Chito and all my guys down there. But that's I, a home I, base, I would, right? I would go. I mean, I went up. I went up and trained with Khabib and my 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 team AK back in San Jose. I stopped up there for a week. I went over to Florida with that with the team out there, which is which Sanford and. M- MMA, but no, it's Kill Cliff. I don't know. It's mixed up. But there's like 56 professional fighters, killers everywhere. Khabib's is just a fucking killer, huh? Khabib, yeah. Khabib's is strong as an ox. And it's, yeah, it's great. Super tactical, right? Islam, the boy, too. Yeah. Patient. So. Yeah, I, I don't know how you guys do it, dude. I mean, just the energy you exert, the patience, especially on the ground and pound. Like if someone's on top of you, like I'm claustrophobic, I'll, I'll shit my pants and throw up on you. And that's how I'm going to get you off me. I mean, how do you just have the resiliency, the breathing? People are like rubbing their elbows across your fucking face, squeezing your yeah, lungs. It's oof, my God. It's that's that. That's my scariest thing. Wrestling, dude. It's so tough, man. Huh? It's got to be the toughest, right? That's why you don't play the central bottom type. <laughs> Beer three. <laughs> all right. All right. I got to ask you this question. If you don't want to talk about it. Um, Where are you going? I got to talk about how did you get on the millionaire oh matchmaker? I don't know anything about the show. I don't know what's fucking happening. Casting director, I'm assuming. UFC. Oh, U- U- the off? UFC PR team. They reached out to the UFC PR team. And they're like, who could we find to get on this? And they're like, Luke. <laughs> 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 I said, okay. Did they pay you? I was like, you want to pay me a little bit, yeah. A little something. And they incentivized me. The UFC was like, you know, they did some nice things from back in the day. And I was like, all right, you want to put you want to put us on the map? I'm going to tear this fucking show apart. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, I'm going to destroy the show. Like, <laughs> well, like, they're like, they're like, do tell. Millionaire, you're going to find love. I'm like, this is a celebrity, like millionaire matchmaker episode or something like that. And like Patty Stinger, this girl, this lady is just desperate in life <laughs> to find anything, any kind of validation. I had to ask. I had to fucking ask. I mean, come on. And then we be like, the lady can't hold a freaking relationship with life. <laughs> and she's got two assistants that are just like the worst. And, and uh, I was like, okay, so I'm going to do the show. And, and then they, yeah, they're going to go walk the streets of San Diego and LA and find out like, Ask random girls, hey, do you want to date a millionaire celebrity? <laughs> like, like, I was approached to be on the cast. Yeah. When I first moved out. Like, oh like, that's love. That's what the yeah. people the people think you're gonna this is a real thing to find love. Like, what the fuck is wrong with? <laughs> and so you have a consultation with Patty, and then like they do those interviews with all these girls. Wait, what and she, she picks you? she like, picks up Patty. like what do you like in a girl? What do you like this, that? And like we have this consultation where like she comes in and like saw me in the gym like training and i'm like sparring this kid i'm sparring this kid in like irvine or something like that and like the ufc gym she comes in she's like oh my god this is what you do like "Ah, let's find you a girl and like comes in like show me a little bit of what you do and i like i put her like in some holds and like some very (laughs) very bad holds and she was like oh my god i was like yeah just like yeah. uncle and I was I was pushing it. I was trying to belittle the show. That was my whole point. Yeah, because really. you just like, knew it was full of shit. Everything was full of shit. So I'm gonna like, yeah, I'm gonna abuse her. I'm gonna abuse her. <laughs> I 
I mean, just because she wants me to. I'm going to make, I'm gonna just make light of like just how dumb things are. <laughs> oh my God, you're making me laugh. And um, yeah, and so I did that. And then, um, and so we did the follow up and she picks 15 girls, 15 girls. And then like we talk a little more and she narrows it down to five, something like that. And then she pulls up at a mixer. So we're doing a mixture with like one of the real houses, real housewives of Miami's there. It's like they're all split shows. So it's like her and the mean. So it's we oh go back God, and forth. We're, like, we're in the back and we're like drinking with these girls. I'm like, I'm like sneaking behind the bar and like grabbing <laughs> drinks at this like random bar over here in LA. I'm getting everybody drinks. I'm like, what the fuck's going on, dude? I'm already, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already like pretty lit when the scene comes. I'm like, we go to the scene and this is this mixer. So there's a mixologist, this, like I go behind the bar and like there's a mixologist and there's me and, and then there's five girls. And I'm like, I start like interrogating each girl, like asking them all questions. And then just like, all of them are just, <laughs> there's nothing there. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing there. It's like, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm like, I'm not inspired of this. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. It's not and happening. then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, what about you? <laughs> The bartender, like, what's your name? <laughs> Wait, was she part of the cast or no? no? She wasn't oh part of the cast. no! And you put a move. And she's like, what are you? I was like, what do you do? She's like, Wait, what? Me? <laughs> yeah, what do you do? She's like, Oh, I, I like to hike. I like to do this. I like the outdoors. I'm like, so she goes off. I'm like, Oh shit! I'm like, Fuck! I'm like, what about you? I'm like, No, cut the scene. Cut the scene. <laughs> Patty comes in. I'm like, I'm like. I mean, these girls are great at all, but what's up with the bartender? <laughs> oh, no. So when I saw her, she's like, well, I mean, she's not really part of it, but like, I mean, like, if you want to ask her, I'm like, and then she agrees. And then it's a good idea. Can do it. It's a good, she's like, I'll allow it. So I go back in, fill the scene back in. I'm like, well, all you girls are really great. <laughs> but I'd like to ask you. <laughs> I just turned back to the bar. She's like, just throw it off. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I connect with that. I like, you know, what you've got to say. And I don't really feel this is right. So I'm, I'd love to take some advice. Just, yeah, yes. And it was like, I made made that happen. And we went on a date. Out of go. Um, it was best of the worst. Best of the worst. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Best of the worst. Where'd yeah. So, so you guys want to hear, hear some funny. Yes. Sure. So, so they, I mean, I'm trying to drop every little, like little innuendo and just make fun of the whole show, you know, really. Cause I, from start to finish, I just knew it was like, this is not where like, where I'm going to find the fucking girlfriend <laughs> or the love of my life. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I like, might. And, uh, <laughs> and so they're, they're like, I'm like trying to coax them to like setting up different things. And they're like, okay, no, we're going to do a, a yacht, yacht trip on your, your, your yacht, some shanty yacht. I'm like, I'm like, Shanty, what a great So word. I take her on a picnic date on my yacht, and then so we get we take a jet skis, my jet skis, and then go out to the yacht and like get on the thing. I was like, "You want me to drive?" Her? She's like, "No, no, I'll drive." And I'm like, "You gonna side saddle that thing? You gonna handle it?" And I'm like, "I just remember, I'm just like every little thing. I'm just trying to like just destroy it, just have fun with it, have fun with it too." Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then so she we ride out to the thing and we get on the yacht and then like they want me to go to the bow of the boat and do like a picnic thing, like a like a Titanic scene. Oh like, you want god. me to we're oh back my god. we're back and we're like mic'd up i'm like you want me to do titanic scene i'm like like they're like no, no, no like no it's a titanic scene i'm like fine you know i'll I'll do it i'll do the titanic scene i was like we're, but we were joking around like we're having a little champagne before and 
I'm like, yeah, you want to Titanic? I'm like, no, 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 it's Titanic. You, know, what, you want me to teach you how to spit like a man too? Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what do you want from me? Like, and we're all joking. Everyone starts laughing. And I'm like, oh, you spit or swallow or something like that. It was like, what is like? What? 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 We're all in the back, but I was, I was mic'd up. Oh, and we're all joking about it. I, oh, you got and I was just joking, and so like, uh-huh. I obviously knowing in, knowing going in, I knew editing can make you like any uh-huh. way you want, any way they want. So I was just didn't really give a fuck about Bravo, and <laughs> oh, uh, and so we go in. I agree, I agree to do, I agree to do the scene, and then they fucking they, they come back and like I'm watching the movie, I've been watching the show with my like couple my. Your family, my mom's there. Oh stuff. no! Oh no! And we're no. watching them. We come up, and there's like what? one scene, one one thing after the next, one line after the next, and we keep dropping them. And then we go into like the tight the the Titanic scene. We get to the bow of the boat, and they fucking zoom in to make it look like I'm grabbing her ass. Oh. And I'm like kissing, and then they then they take my voice in the back and they subtitle it. No. No. And they're like, so you spit or swallow, no. girl? <laughs> So I'm leaning over, grabbing her ass. I'm like, so you spit a swallow, girl? <laughs> on the bow of the boat. Very valid question. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> and just like the Titanic, you sunk. <laughs> Wait, was the girl in on, like, the kind of joke, or was she kind of into you the whole time? She was kind of into me, yeah. Okay, she okay. was into me, She was actually. like, this is real. She's like, into me, but then, like, the more, like, I, I, I figured out about her, she's just, like, she's trying to play into the show. She's, like, she took it took the show deal for a reason. And it was just like, a lot of it was like, a, you know, it was, I saw the lies within it. Yeah. Anyway. It's interesting. Cause like you were just talking about, um, the, the two dogs that you have, and it, obviously you're a great pet owner and you, we, we consider dogs and animals like our kiddos and stuff. Are you a, in a place in your life where you would want to get married and have kids and, and have a monogamous relationship? I don't believe in marriage. Neither do I. I don't believe in marriage. <laughs> I, I think like, Justifying to the public that you are legally binded, I think is is bullshit. I mean, if you love somebody, you can love somebody, and they can always love each other. Yeah, showing that publicly and legally to the public is is just it's a death sentence. It's really it's just like it's it's taking all the, the you know the the curiosity of of what you know people could be. It's like you never want to like feel like you know someone every everything about them through and through. You want to have some level of intrigue, right? Do you not? I mean, on both sides of the spectrum, it's like you, you, you don't ever want to relax in a relationship. You always want to like have, you always want to like feel secure, but not, but feel like, you know, like there's a surprise around every corner. Right. I mean, that's what love is. Respond. (laughs) I feel like that's like a fighter response of like, you're always waiting for like the next hit. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you want to be comfortable in a relationship. That's like the best yeah. part about being in a relationship. Is that's, like that's what you think until you. That's what you think until you fucking do that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, then all hell breaks loose and you start killing each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, the relationships <laughs> are always pre pre wedding. No one's no one's happy when they get married. Let's break this down. That's a great well, clip. Why? Why no, but but to be honest, you know, life is hard enough. Relationships are hard enough. That if you actually do find someone, in my opinion, that you care for and you love, I don't want to. I don't want to get God or the government involved. No, I would live with sure. them and be monogamous. I would, but I wouldn't yeah. want to. I, I would want to put any pressure. I would always want the girl to have the option to say, you know what, 
we've run our course. Once you bind yourself, once you bind yourself like that, it's It's tough. It's more incentive to stray from the fucking bird's nest. LJ, the one married person here. How do you feel about that? I obviously have an opposite opinion, but (laughs) that's, I also think it's just difficult to find that person that you're willing to like do that, like dual sacrifice for Right. It is a dual sacrifice. Like it's, it's an optimistic dual sacrifice, but you're also like, yeah, I'm going to like commit to this thing. So, uh, I can see why people don't want to do it, but I love it. Oh, good for you, man. I love that. That's beautiful. What'd you say? Okay. But wait, can I ask you an honest question? Like, and, this is going to sound rude, but did you have some type of inkling that your relationship would end when you were going to get married? Or were you wholeheartedly in it? But I'm saying your relationship that you were in. Okay. Mine are 64 today. Yeah. So I don't know. But the thing is, it was yeah, a, that's it was a rough road. No, 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 there was no riot no back then or dating websites. <laughs> There's a connectivity around the world. Or we're a lot bigger. It's like you don't fall in love with the with the with the you know the girl next door or the girl next in the next town, the girl next city. You're you're our reach is to the world now, and so it's like you can find the person you you might love a lot more on the, in a different country. It's like you're gonna fall in love so easily back then because you don't know no different. Your your stretch is not that far. That's a point. I mean, it's like, it is, it's more difficult dating now. And and like you find more and more people. There's so many more interactions these days that you can find somebody who is more suitable for you as a person. Uh, I agree. The old way of living is bullshit. It's over. People need to wake the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Luke. I think we've said it all. What do you guys think? (laughs) Have we hit it all? First, I want to say, um, you've always been super kind to me. Yeah. And I thank you for that. And it's not every day that I meet a champion, especially one that's as handsome as you are. Um, I'll take you to Craig's tonight. Keep it in your pants. If, if you want to go to Craig's tonight, if, you can ask me if I spit or swallow. <laughs> I'm a spitter. You know what the best thing about this, the whole spit or swallow thing is all ended on this note, is that I got just, remember, this was Facebook era back then. Okay. And uh, my, my fucking thing is just like, just flooding, just like, just <laughs> hatred from everywhere. But like, on the other side of the spectrum, there was a whole 50-50 fucking split. <laughs> but you know the biggest piece yet, uh, other half were like, I swallow. That is how we're ending the show. Chad, I want to thank you very much. Name drop. It's the best. LJ, Kat, Luke. I can't thank you enough. Luke Rockhold, the great champion. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me, pal. I appreciate it.